this is Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. Over there is Chris. Hello. And over here is Rick. And um, something recently happened. A viral video went around um, from Gibson. uh, And it's kind of been a little... uh, It's been stirring the pot in guitar circles. And uh, Chris and I have talked about it briefly, but uh, we thought it'd be a, a really good time to discuss it because it, uh, there's a lot to unpack about the video, but just a lot about Gibson in general and how this video kind of relates to the company and all that stuff. And what do you think, Chris? Do you want to give us your take on it? And- no, I mean, I think with what you and I talk about, we have a tendency to just not really want to talk about things because there's who needs some more opinions in that viral shit pool of everybody that has an opinion hey, we're but it just struck me as I mean the video is just one tiny you know element of like Gibson doing stupid things throughout their history so I think if we just maybe use that as the you know kind of the framework and just talk about Gibson doing stupid I like which they, they do from time to time <laughs> exactly so, what are your impressions of the video um I've got mixed emotions about it um first of all um I think the spokesperson they got is uh, interesting, to say the least. And his approach to... He seems passionate, but uh, at the same time, a little off-putting uh, a little to me. Aggro, a little aggro. Like thinly, veiled aggro. <laughs> and a little smarmy, that, to be honest. Have you seen that dude's videos? He, I actually haven't, which is weird. Okay. Because I, I am... I, you know what? I think I have seen a couple. You probably but would it if didn't, you I didn't make the around. connection until yeah, he we started talking about it. Yeah, he worked for Norm's Rare yeah. Guitars, and it's kind Got of like it. the used car salesman guy that yeah. does guitars of the month. And he but, comes across that way. And anyway, it, it, it is a little, like, heavy-handed and, you know, uh, threatening... Uh, thinly veiled, thin, thinly veiled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not so thinly veiled. I don't think. No, I guess really, you're right. Because he talks about right. copyright infringement, and you guys are on our list. Yeah, you know, essentially. You, you know, yeah, we got our eyes on you. Talking about. Yeah, and so I think, on the one hand, I I think it seems uh, very provocative, and and kind of, and a lot of people have reacted like, oh, come on, you know, why are you, you know, that's you're you're being bullies essentially. A lot. That's been a lot of the feedback from you know, people online and stuff like that. Uh, so there's that side of it. And I think this video kind of is that. It is kind of bullying right. a little and bit. And maybe we should say for someone that isn't familiar, just the general gist of the video, yeah. it, the video is called Play Authentic. Oh, yeah. And he Good comes point. out here and he's kind of like says, you know, attention, all you people who are copying our stuff, we're, you know, we're coming after you or something like that right. to that effect. So That's it's about essence. copyright infringement or, you know, them claiming that, you know, they're authentic and nothing else is. So, you know, watch <laughs> out because we're going to sue your ass. Exactly. Kind of, kind of, that was kind of the gist that, you know, the video tries to put across. Yeah. I actually love stuff like that. I love shit like that. It's like, you know, watching like, you know, train wrecks or something <laughs> like that. And one of the reasons I like that so much is because the internet is a wonderful place for people watchers. And I'm like a oh, people yeah. watch. Yeah. And just you I see, agree. like, go to any of the big sites where they're talking about this. And, you know, you see the, 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 the typical person in charge of their sector shows up like you have the my one of my favorites is the never gonna buy again right they're like the first thing <laughs> they say the personas, i'm never yeah. <laughs> gonna buy a gibson again and if I, I think if you press you would find out that they haven't ever bought a gibson right and right. then you know they're probably not going to buy one anyway and then there's a there's the headstock faller offers right. that will just take the opportunity to point out like how gibson headstocks fall off you know when you, <laughs> those are my two favorites i but, love it my whole general take, and we'll, we can talk about the video more, you know, a little bit more deeply, but 
for me, just to give you an idea of where I'm coming from, I've never had a problem with separating Gibson guitars from the Gibson Guitar Company. Yeah. They're, I mean, there's That's nothing. I mean, thing. it's interesting to watch. And, I, and like I said, I'm attracted to this kind of like drama. Yeah. But I don't give a shit. I mean, <laughs> I, I like Gibson guitars. You know what I mean? I'm going to always like Gibson guitars no matter what they do. Yeah. I don't ever need to buy a new guitar. I, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I don't trust a guitar player who says, I hate Gibson guitars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, you can hate the company. You can hate, like, I know people who hate Les Pauls or, or don't like them. They're right, like, right. you know, they're carved top. They hurt my arm or they're just not for them. But, you know, just to write off, like, the 335, the well, Explorer, yeah. the, you know, the SG and all these other things. It's just like, as a guitar player, it's just, I don't, I don't see how that... I, do you know it's, anybody who actually doesn't like Gibson guitars. I don't, but I know players. No, I don't, but I know exactly what you mean. I think online we probably come across those people where it's like, yeah, Gibson sucks, you know, I'm a fan. I have seen that. There's there's oh, there that. are Fender yeah. camps and Gibson camps and there are people who are like totally right off a whole brand Gibson. And like you said, under the umbrella of Gibson, there's every guitar you that might suit your needs, you know what I mean? There's single coils, there's P90s, there's humbuckers, there's different body styles. And so, but again, to your point, it's like Gibson is an iconic maker of guitars going back to the 1800s. Right. And every, if you look at tons of hugely successful guitar players, Gibson plays prominently in their uh, toolkit, if you will, or whatever. Right. And yeah, to write off uh, any brand like that, Fender or Gibson, or oh, I'd never buy it, you know, is ridiculous. And to write it off because of something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like something a big corporate, something stupid. Right. I mean, we could talk about Apple. I mean, I I make a lot of money from Apple exactly. products. It's what I do my job on. It's like if I really want to focus on the stupid things they've done, the wasteful, or whatever. Or Steve Jobs was a dick. Yeah, exactly. I don't. So you have to. I think you just do better as somebody who works on the computer or somebody who plays guitar if you just separate those things. You, you have to. And then you can just enjoy them when yep. shit like this happens. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Gibson 2019 started out the gate. Everybody was like, wow, they're turning things around. They had right. a whole lot, you know, a bunch of new models in the line that appealed to a bunch of people. Yeah. And then they dropped this turd and everybody's just freaking out. And I think it's fucking hilarious. I do too. And like you say, people are, we're so reactionary these days and we're so in the moment. It's like, like you're saying, I remember that too. It's like when they got the new CEO and everything, it's like it was all this positive chatter online like oh man you know they got rid of that old guy who was a complete idiot which he was uh-huh. uh still is um but yeah there was this optimism bubbling up like right. oh yeah they're out they're gonna turn it around and maybe they'll get back to the glory days of you know the company and yeah and just all it takes is one incident and like now the chatter is like oh i'll never buy a yeah. fucking gibson and, again uh, totally and, other crap. And, the, and gibson knows it too because they pulled that video oh, right of course. away but i yeah. i just want to know what they were thinking in the first place when they did it I mean, and that's another th- big question is like what were you guys thinking because there's tons of ways to kind of broach that subject that aren't as in your face or bullying and again like a lot of people brought up the fact that's like okay it's been how long now and and what have you really done to, to fight all these people making that body style or this body style. And I don't really know the behind the scenes. Maybe they have been fighting. I mean, you oh. and I both know from the 70s there were lawsuit guitars and these Fender was trying to sue and, and Gibson, other, you know, these yeah, Japanese were, manufacturers and stuff like that. But. In recent times, I think there were a couple of failed attempts. I think they tried to sue PRS yeah. in loss. I don't either. I don't, I don't know yeah. all of the details on that. But, you know, it's like, take that video 
keep the title, play authentic, and talk about, you have all this positive stuff going, talk about the things that you talked about, but not in a threatening way, and tell them how you're, you're doing that today, if you are doing that. I mean, instead of going after the person who's robbing your design, go after the person on the line who's leaving sharp fret edges. Exactly. Which, I don't know if that's still a problem, but it's been, you know, unbound necks, and just like, not, not the level of fret and finishing you're going to have. So, I mean, you they could have took that and, and did a positive in a positive way and used all that momentum that yep. they gathered from, you know, coming out the gate, like with a new dude and, you know, and like a lot of cool models and stuff. But no, they just wanted to do that. Like, I don't know. I, don't I know. was going to say the same thing. It's like you could have done, you could have used all that goodwill that you generated by changing the CEO and everything else. And then just come out with a video saying, here's the deal. You love the qualities of our fifties and sixties instruments. We're bringing it back. Here's right. how we're doing it. You know, we're going back to these methods or we're using these other methods to make the same quality guitars that you love from the 50s and 60s. That's what they could have said. Highlight a couple of the, I mean, you've had time. You probably know what's going on. You have access (laughs) to the internet. Highlight a few of the models that people are really into and go go into a little in depth about them. Why don't they hire us? I don't. Are you listening? I'm I'm on (laughs) board. Maybe they will after this. Yeah, Yeah. maybe I'll get a guitar out of it. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's hilarious, and I'm way into it. So I'll check this stuff out any any chance I can. Um, what was the last stupid thing they did? Well, hiring that dingbat that's been in charge for the I don't even know how long. Oh, that's since the nineties. Yeah, think. but he was a but it, he's it did so much damage to that company. It's that's that's where they really went astray. I think is by hiring yeah. that guy. He was arrogant. He was he was totally detached. I mean, he came out with body styles and and, and quote innovations that are were just like. I just didn't see uh, where that was going to be successful. You know what I mean? Like, no, you know, I, I was thinking about that, about some of their quote innovations. And I mean, I think we have to separate ourselves from, I, I'm sure there's a huge amount of guitar players that just want the classic shit. I mean, and that's who I think they should be playing to, but yeah. you know, they don't, but you just think about a giant corporation that does market research and they try to find these little pockets of people. We need to make something for those people. And that's where like the robot guitars and all that shit come from. That's what I think happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I can't, I can't even fantom why anybody would want any of that shit, <laughs> you know, just focus on this. But I guess there's so many people in the world. There's more guitar players than ever. They're trying to pick out these little pockets of people and appeal to them. That's sure. what my thought is. Sure. Because I'm the same way. It's like, who the fuck would want that? I mean, I don't know. And I totally dig that. I I understand that. I understand a a business's need to survive and to change and adapt and stuff like that. But again, like I said, to me, the decisions that they made seemed uninformed by market research because the robo tuners came and went and like, uh, you know, and, and like the firebird X and all this weird shit that they did, like came and went. So if, if some of these, uh, ideas were truly informed by a demand out there or something else. Right, market um, research. It yeah. would have survived. It would, you know, you'd think anyway, right? Right. But, uh, and, but you're right. I mean, you are right. They have to try to keep doing new things and 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 innovating and, and changing. But it just seems like they could have done it more thoughtfully and with right. the, with the legacy of their brand in mind. You know what I mean? Because they're such an iconic brand. It's like, look, let's not go off the rails and try to, you know, innovate. Or, or do these things. Let's let's do it so that we're we're respecting 
the legacy of our brand. You know? Right. I've seen things like that, too, where they've released a model. And I wish I had the exact example. I think it was some sort of an SG Junior style instrument. Mm-hmm. And there was one small detail that they left out that would have been really easy to do. And it would have completely appealed to this whole, you know, these vintage enthusiasts yeah. for to get, you know, a decently priced like guitar. But and it was and the thing that they chose, the detail that was different was so far off base from someone who would. Yeah, because it was like a, a single P90 instrument. Uh-huh. And the people that are into those would be re- way into the details of these. And they left something off. I don't right. remember what it was, but I was like, what the fuck are they thinking? Right. I mean, the guy who wants three pickups and all this bling isn't going to want that. And that's kind of what you're you're marketing to, to it towards. Yeah. So, yeah, I hear you. It's to that total like disconnect that you run into every once in a while. So going back to the video, what are your thoughts on the... Do you think Gibson as a company should be as concerned as they appear to be with um, counterfeit and people stealing their ideas? Well, here's my take on it. I've always thought, and I haven't thought this kind of, uh, not subconsciously, but in the back of my mind when I was younger, like I'd, you know, you'd see a Gibson Les Paul, right? Uh And then you'd go see this copy of this Gibson Les Paul. And I'm like, wow, okay. I understand the concept here. You're making it cheaper Right. Mm-hmm. But it's you're you're preserving the body style and everything else. So it's appealing to me. Right. Because I want a Gibson Les Paul. Right. But I don't have the money for a Les Paul. So I'll buy the owner or whatever, which right. I did when I was younger. But then the other side of me says, well, if I was Gibson, I'd, I'd be like, well, why don't you come up with your own body style? Well, we know if why. You're so, I know, we, we know, I know exactly why. why. But again, so like, well, like you and I talk about luthiers uh, that have their own, you know, they've cracked the code on the guitar. Right. And they... Uh, some little innovation, but essentially it's a telly with whatever they think they've yeah, done. Yeah, that's because, right? yeah. And, or they, or they do come up with this weird body style and nobody wants anything. Nobody to do wants with it. it right? right. But at least, at least they've gone that far to say, look, I'm not going to copy what this other company's done. I'm going to do my own thing and, and let the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. But because I do think there's, they have, Gibson has a, a, a gripe and I'm, I kind of agree with it. It's like, look, stop copying all our crap. We're trying to innovate too. You know, make your own body style, make your own headstock shape and all this other shit. But, you know, what do you think? My take is slightly different on that. I think they shouldn't be that concerned about it. And I think that people, they should give people more credit for being a lot smarter than they are. You think about it. Let's go back to that copy design. (laughs) Are they smarter? Well, I'm just kidding. But you know what it is. I mean, you know that, you know, this is a copy guitar. And if it's not a high-end copy, like a boutique instrument, you're, um, you know... You're like you know that it's not it's not as good usually you know there's right. I mean you could argue there are some like Japanese instruments higher up the scale because Japanese made a lot, a lot many scales of the same model sometimes right. so it's going to be close but it's not so I mean I think if you stuck to making quality yeah you know it made that that your number one priority people would naturally want that and as far as boutique. Maybe I could see on the boutique because those are approaching, you know, like custom. They have the custom shop that does all the, you know, attention to detail they put into that. And yeah. some of these boutique builders, who's going to be taking money away from them? That's right. What I'm, right. I'm trying to decide. So, you know, to get something as good as, let's say, a Les Paul standard, you have to go to Japan and get an instrument that's high enough up their chain, looking at the specs and see if you can get something like that. And then you know that when you have it, the resale value isn't going to be as good. So if that's going to be a factor, it's, you know, and I think people are smart enough to do the math and figure it out. I mean, this is the kind of shit that 
could could do have the opposite effect. This could hurt your company if you listen to the Never Gonna Buy Againers. <laughs> right. So I don't know. I just think that there there's other things for them to worry yeah. about. And I think you're totally right. I mean, my devil's advocate was just the fact that I, I always thought about that. It's like, well, if your guitar is so neat, why can't you just make a different body style, too, altogether and really wow us with your design, right? Or a different headstock shape or whatever right. it is. But you're right. I mean, I, I'd much rather them. They have so much brand history and brand loyalty, really, still, mm-hmm. I think, among guitar players. Most guitar players like Gibson as a brand and they like those guitars. Right. And so you've already got all this stuff built up. Exactly. Why go negative or why try to like, you know, flex your muscles a little bit? Why not just come out and say, you know, Hey man, or be totally transparent and say, yeah, we kind of screwed up, man. We lost our way. But here's yeah. what we're doing now to get back on track. All the stuff we said about three hundred dollars SG <laughs> exactly. made in the USA exactly. just for a short time. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, no. I'd be, I'd be, but anyway, but yeah, I do. I totally agree with you. Focus on quality and bringing it back and show us how you're going to, you know, like you and I talk about this custom shop bullshit. It's like, why don't you make guitars as as good as they used to be so you don't need a custom shop? You just do custom orders. Or just I'll take it up a notch. You know I, mean? I think we're past the time where, where I think what they charge for a lot of these, and people are going to kill me for this, but <laughs> it's it's pretty true. I mean, I don't think they're that far off base for what it takes. The difference between making a Gibson and making like a Fender Stratocaster or a Telecaster is pretty immense. Like the oh, amount yeah. of like the amount of, you know, putting a set neck and doing the type of finish work if it's a sunburst. Sure. So yeah, I mean it's it's I think it's pretty reasonable for their off the you know, their standard non custom shop stuff, but I think if they just tightened it up a little bit and maybe take a few you know, maybe a few elements from the custom shop and roll them into there. It's something like this isn't an extra. This just comes with a Gibson guitar. You know? Well, no, that's what I was saying is just bring the quality back yeah. to the guitars that used to be there that that now you kind of almost seemingly have to pay for for a custom shop guitar. Right. Just make just make just like you're saying, just kick it up a notch and make these guitars off the line as great as they were in the 50s and 60s. That's all you got to do. Bring quality back to your freaking manufacturing process and you know, focus on quality and that's going to be your differentiator, man, you know, or one of them anyway. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I see both, but I do see both sides of it. I, I, cause we, you know, you and I lived through the whole lawsuit thing too, where, but, but again, like I, 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 people saw the value in that. I can get this Ibanez guitar. That's really killer. I mean, in terms right. of quality and what it will do. And it's, it's really great guitar cheaper than I can get. Uh, well, depending on, like you said, the grade. Right. Um, and, and that's still... Cheaper and, than the and, real deal. And but. one time we should do something where we talk about... Because I love the history of Japanese guitars. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of like... There's a lot of misconceptions in there. Like you mentioned Ibanez, which made some great, great, you know, lawsuit, yeah. like yeah. knockoff guitars. Mm-hmm. But they're not... You got to take them as... A, you know, the, sure. the, the bolt neck, you know... Les Paul copy that Ibanez made is not as good as even a Norland era. No, you know, so no. you have to go up, and sure. then you can start to see the ones to ones come up. Yeah, but um, you're right. Yeah, I mean, when I started out, it was copies. We all we got them. You know, I I got a three hundred dollar yeah. Les Paul boat neck guitar, and that was my entry into yeah. it. And all I did from the time that I got it was you know count my years until I could get a Gibson. I wanted a Gibson. Yeah, I mean, me it was too. much easier back then. It's just like you get this until you can get a Gibson. Right. You get a Gibson. And it's interesting though because it wasn't very long after I entered the guitar playing world in the you know the mid to late seventies uh-huh. that you started to hear things about like 
like you hear now, Gibson, it's over with. They're blah 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 quality, right. blah blah. They're just assholes, blah blah blah. You know, so it's they've they have a a pretty long history of doing stupid things, yeah. or at least being called out for stupid things. Yeah. So, but it was interesting that you just said about the copies. Um, they sh- that should be incentive for them to partner with these other copy companies to say this is because they're gateways. They're right. gateways to Gibson essentially. It was for me. I I knew eventually I wanted a Les Paul and I would get one. A real one. But I wanted one then, and I couldn't right. afford one, so the best thing I could do was get this copy. Which they try was, with uh, Epiphone, but I'm not, a, yeah. I, I'm not an Epiphone fan. No. I mean, I'm sure there's models in the line that are okay, but I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, there's, there's a lot of other Japanese guitars that I would take totally. in a heartbeat over... The, over them even yeah but i guess it's just a mentality that they should adopt it's like okay rather than you know try to sue these people or something just look at it as a gateway to our company they're they'll eventually they they're getting that copy because they want the real thing but they can't afford it in many in most cases i think or a lot of cases and do something that they're doing now which i'd like to see come back is um focus on getting a a usa made quality instrument i mean they have some they have some you know pushing like from the 900s yeah like that and for in 2019 that's not you know for an american made you no. know handmade instrument that's not it's a bad. great price right actually so yeah i mean they did it so much in the 70s when they were just really feeling the heat from japanese manufacturers they got kind of they got c- creative you know with fender did like the lead series yeah. and other things they tried to get the prices down and um you know we have Gibson, which was doing fire brands and you know whatever, you right. know. So they, that's what that to me was the kind of innovation that I liked. It's yeah. like we're going to figure out how to make a, a, an electric guitar f- as cheaply as possible, but quality, and we're not just going to make another Les Paul in a different country. Right, you know? so Les like Paul the, Studio. We'll just find the cheapest country and we'll make the cheapest Les Paul, and we'll have t- we'll do tiers that way. Cheap labor, cheaper labor, cheapest <laughs> label, crap. Right. Crap, crap. <laughs> right. So, but like you said, I like the fact that just getting creative with with the, the Les Paul, like the Paul uh-huh. is a stripped down, but it's great. It uses great wood. It uses a great fretboard. Everything's cool. Same with like the studios. That the studios are all mahogany, right? And and I mean they're just they don't have the binding and things like that. But I mean it's a great guitar for yep. for less money. But like you say too, bring jobs back to the to the USA. You know, May, start really finding out how you can build those guitars back here or some of them or a lot of them you know, if you anyway. still can I don't know I'm, yeah. I'm not in touch with, I know it's expensive a lot of people you'll see that yeah. you know it's, it's only like you know $200 to make a guitar there's no way <laughs> I mean even the, the no. labor yeah. if you're going to pay people anything to make them I mean it's it's expensive and, to and you want to pay people to make them you want to pay yeah. them well because you want them to be well made Yeah. and no it's I, I, I actually think that the way that a Gibson guitar is put together uh-huh. is like, I don't think it's super unreasonable. I mean, I hear people saying all the time, they're just, they're just so priced so high, so high, especially the used market, which is what usually all I deal with anyway. Right. It's like, that's a really good, I love Fender guitars. Yeah. I do too. But I know that even, you know, a really nice Telecaster doesn't have the type of you know, labor and parts and everything else that go into it that a, a Gibson does. Right. I mean, it's, Gibson is super old school. It's like yeah. Martin or one of the yeah. old companies. I mean, so, I mean, yeah. Fender, I mean, someday we can maybe do a yeah. Fender does stupid because they've, you know, they've done 
things. Oh, yeah. And, and then again, you know, it's like I, Fender has done things that I, I haven't liked for many, many years. They made the American Standard. I did not like that model. <laughs> it was quality, but yeah. I didn't, it was too refined. I didn't like the bridge, other elements. And it's like, I, I, I never went, I'm not going to, you know, right. I, I hate Fender. I was like, no, right. because we have the 60s, 70s, 80s, and there was all these instruments made, and there's one in there for me. And it's the same with Gibson. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what they could do to make me say I hate Gibson. I mean, uh, and I like that when the, the term fanboy gets thrown out there all the time. It's like, right. I think that's an element of like... Or your brand snob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sports creeps into this at sometimes, it which does. I don't really, I don't really have the gene for that to understand, but like, it's, it's like a team thing. It's like, that's not me at no. all like that. I mean, no. I don't, I wouldn't call what I have brand loyalty in my love for Gibson other than, I mean, I guess it's some form of, I just like the way the guitar, you know, the early history of the company. Yeah. And I like the way the guitars sound. These are guitars that, you know, helped invent rock and roll. Totally. They're all there. They they all have the classic sounds in them, and they feel great. I love the way they're made. Yeah, and I think it's brand loyalty. And I, I, I feel the same way. And it's it's not that I'm... See, I think it's brand loyalty, but it's not fanboy. It's not to that extreme, right? Because right. we're pragmatic enough to know... Um, you know that it's not the end all be all but like you said for the reasons i mean it, it's here's the deal it's gibson company has earned its place in in the market it right. has it just has like you say it's one of the early innovators of, of electric guitars just like fender is and so those and gretch and reckenbacher all those those companies uh-huh. they are the those are the those are the early people that started making this stuff and they were figuring it out and they did figure it out and they make some great guitars and and they're going to have hiccups and they're going to go through shitty times where their quality sags and then they'll have a shitty ceo but yeah it, it does baffle me too how people can just write off a brand because they i mean every brand does that yeah if they oh, totally. if they if they have the good fortune to last a while yeah. you're going to screw up you know look right. at converse you know they were redesigning those iconic shoes and sure enough they screwed it up cuz rather than just make cuz the whole idea was they were p- partnering with nike right uh-huh. to make a comfortable insole okay cuz you know the traditional ones are just flat and everything right. else great do that just do that but leave every leave every the classic stuff people love the way it is no they had to change it okay. so they changed the design of the shoe and sure enough, they released some into the market and they had to reel it back because people were like, what are you doing? This is such an iconic shoe. You don't know us. You don't know your Exactly. Base. And so that was another interesting parallel, I think, to Gibson is that these companies do these things that, for, to me, maybe, they're, maybe they did the research and they said, yes, this is going to work. Or maybe it was just some, as we all know, working in the corporate environment long enough, some, you know, hotshot arrogant dude who says not nah, this is what we're going to do you know the kids want a new design but sure enough they didn't they wanted the classic they, there's brand loyalty out there for the converse you and i both know that you're a converse where i am too right and so yeah. I, I i'm all for innovations but do it in a way that honors your brand and and because people are used to that brand and they like it they love it like i love the it's the classic chuck taylor high top right you don't screw with that man so how would think, if you think about this too? Let, let's say they're serious about like going after, you know, trademark, copyright infringement, whatever. Right. And if you take the kind of money that it costs to do that, to take that all the way through whatever process you have, and you could put that into like 
you know, just up in quality, maybe coming up with, you know, a, a couple of models. I mean, you could That's spend that money point. really well. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's really easy for us in our little armchairs here to <laughs> well, say that's what all it's this all stuff. about. And it also is easy for us to say that, you know, why would you do that? Because I do really believe that guitar players, by and large, are, you know, they're kind of traditionalists and they're kind of, but there are probably a lot. I mean, there's probably maybe one or two guys that said this ro- this, this robot guitar is fucking great I've been yeah, waiting for this my entire life or that one person that has the Firebird X that is yeah. just like polishing so, it right now finally they made something for me <laughs> that one guy no I well I think over time what has happened as you and I both have seen is that yes I think a lot of us are there's so much romance attached to the guitar and and these historic brands like Gibson and Fender, because, you know, we grew up seeing all our favorite rock stars play these guitars, right? There's the guitar geeks, too, that, that they they swear off the, the Gibson and Fender stuff, and they'll only buy, like, you know, they'll say that the Callings uh, Les Paul Jr. is, you know, way better than the... Or, you know, they'll compare that to the Gibson Jr. and stuff like right. that. Anyway, so I think you're right. I think that for musicians and guitar players especially, there is this romance a lot of us hold but i think there's you know over time that uh there it's a little more diverse now right there's boutique people who you know anyway what do you think well no i think you just hit on something that i thought was very interesting you mentioned collings and the junior and that's a good example because that that guitar that's a great guitar i played one i wanted i didn't want to like it as much as i did i know but the thing that's interesting about that you look at that junior and you're like okay they're safe they might be safe from gibson um, because they have a different headstock, but right. I mean that guitar is like almost 100% Gibson. Yeah, everything, the way it sounds, the yeah. way it feels, everything it came from Gibson. Is that what they're talking about in this video? Like that right. level of like, don't even try to do that. Right. Yeah, I don't know, but that's pretty interesting. Well, I just, I just, I, lo- I love Fender and I love Gibson. And I love Gretsch. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I just love all those brands that I grew up watching people play these guitars and. And people still play them, right? I mean, so I guess my thing is, like, you know, they 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 did it right in a lot of ways with a lot of different models. These all these companies did, and and there's a reason I guess they're being copied because they were doing it right, you know. Yeah. But um, but I guess yeah, the the overall sentiment I guess both you and I share is that, and most people probably online is that look, you you generated this goodwill. Keep it going and and focus on the right stuff because, right. again, we don't have any insights into their board meetings and stuff. But but this does seem like just a bonehead move to do because it's like it just seemed heavy handed and and it wasn't that thinly veiled. It was it was almost like a direct threat saying you know these are the trademark uh, appointments of our guitars. You know people are out there stealing them and you're on notice essentially. Yeah, it was ridiculously <laughs> overly dramatic. Yeah, and and corny too. Even if you t- right. t- took away like the um the threat element it was just kind of cornball yeah um and it's like come on you're supposed to be you got rid of one person that everybody had a problem with that's the irony it seemed inauthentic to me his delivery and everything else seemed staged or you know practiced ironic ironic (laughs) like you i like to people watch and and these kinds of things that happen are fascinating to me too i love to watch the threads and and watch people lose their shit about it and um it's been fun to watch and I want to definitely wanted to talk to you about it and get your take on it because uh, I, I, you know, like I said, I, I can see both sides of it, but ultimately I come down on the side of look, you know, generate goodwill. And nowadays too, like for me, I, 
yearn for authenticity. I don't like bullshit. I I don't like, I can tell when somebody's trying to work me and I don't want to be worked. And if you guys are serious about being authentic and playing authentic, you be authentic yourself. Don't put some yo-yo in a video, you know, passionately talking about just like it just came from Sean on uh, (laughs) exactly yeah because it just the whole thing came across to me as inauthentic and ironic and and just a bad move again it's like somebody's bad decision Uh and and you'd think after all that Gibson's been through already they wouldn't want to do you know what I mean like let's be really careful about what we release because we just went through this time period where we screwed it up how many people know? got fired because of that video I want to oh find my out. god I hope a lot I hope a lot or, or, got or fired. the they guy probably if they learned anything they'll forget it soon and they'll do something stupid again <laughs> and everybody in the internet will go nuts and I'll continue to lo- love Gibson guitars too. buy Gibson guitars and the thing is I haven't you know I'm not a new guitar person so right I um you know, there's a lifetime of guitars out there for me for, you know, even if I wanted to buy a bunch more guitars, because, you know, I just go for the, the used and vintage stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of it and it's, and you can find good deals still. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm, I'm more of a used guy than a new guy too, for sure. And, um, yeah, it's, especially for the models you and I like, we, we, we kind of like the off models. And so those are usually still attainable for us. And, and just circling back, I just think brands like Gibson or Fender or Converse or any of these brands, when you've got, when you've been around so long and, and it's generational, right? Like you've got this foothold in, in a, in an, in, in an industry and you're one of the big players, um, use that to your advantage and do the right thing, you know, especially after you've screwed up so much, you know, just do the right thing, you know, be, yeah. get back to quality, focus on the right things that will that those are the competitive edges, especially nowadays, because everybody wants to do things on the cheap and make you know, cut corners and right. save save a penny and do all this other crap. And now, ironically, like quality might come back as a, an actual thing again. You know, <laughs> I like it. The point in the video where he was talking something about like filmmakers or something. You know, just approach oh, us. Right. It's like why the fuck would I? I don't need to approach you. I can use whatever I want. You exactly. know, what I mean? it's like exactly. It, it, I'm making a movie. If I want yeah. to put a fucking Gibson in someone's hand, yeah. I'll put a Gibson. I'll put a Fender. Whatever I want. What the fuck was that? It was a smarmy move, is what it was. It was like some really smarmy, desperate thing. I, again, there's just so many different ways they could have gone with this. Yeah, no. But I anyway, agree. it was very fascinating. I yeah, enjoyed it. I did too. And and again, they'll do stupid things in the future. And and yeah, I'd love to talk about Fender uh, going stupid too because that's fun too. But anyway, um, yeah, cool. I really dug talking about that, and we'll. I'm sure it'll surface again. But um, thanks so much for listening, man. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, go to Chris and Rick talk guitars.com. Uh, go to iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, like us, love us, give us good reviews, talk to us. Yeah. Send us emails. Uh, and above we, all else, play authentic and play authentic, yeah. please. Yeah. Great advice. All right. Well, we're out of here. Goodbye. Goodbye.